What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Verzi Effect Podcast Show. My name is Paul Verzi, and today is Wednesday, January 28th, 2015, and you guys are listening to episode 196, just four now away from 200 episodes. How's everybody doing? I hope everybody had a uh, great week. This is actually a short break between uh, the podcasts because the last one I did on... Um, was a little late. It didn't come out, I think, till Friday because I was in Syracuse. So a uh, quick turnaround. But back to the regularly uh, scheduled time here, uh, Wednesday night. You guys will get this Wednesday night and into Thursday. Hope everybody's doing well. I uh, got a great show for you. Got a lot of stuff to talk about. want to talk about Syracuse, those fucking animals out in Syracuse. Just absolute fucking animals. And uh, we'll talk about all that stuff, uh, some stuff, obviously, Super Bowl preview, talk about some predictions, what I think is going to happen, all this stuff, uh, everything that's going on in the NFL with uh, Media Day, uh, even do a little bit of Knicks, believe it or not, we'll talk about that. Um, we just got, yeah, some hilarious unacceptables, they had the snowstorm here, uh, you know, in the Northeast, so the whole thing, uh, but first. Of course, as always, got to shout out the Verzi Effect sponsor, GonzoFame.com. Go to GonzoFame.com for the best, most in-depth interviews with your favorite comedians of today, talking about their journeys um, through the comedy world, up the ranks, all the stuff, trials and tribulations, and you get a bunch of backstories that uh, you wouldn't get with other interviews of your favorite comedians. Most recently, if you guys remember, Nori Davis was on my podcast, very funny. Nori actually uh, had a great interview with Gonzo Fame, and it's up on there now. Uh, It's run great, like I said, funny up-and-coming comedian Dave Gavry over there in the Chicago area runs it, and... uh, you know, really funny guy. Uh, he actually came out, did a guest spot when I was at uh, Morty's, and uh, yeah, man, really funny. And uh, he's he has a great, uh, great uh, thing he's doing with this GonzoFame.com. So please check it out and uh, go support uh, those guys over there. Now, now to the show. Uh, I do want to thank before I absolutely shit on Syracuse, which I intend on doing for a little bit here. Uh, just because it's almost like I have no choice uh, with the shit that I saw and witnessed. But um, I do want to thank everybody who did come out. There were so many Verzi Effect podcast listeners at every show, uh, especially Saturday and Sunday. But, uh, you know, people came out, man. People came out every show and, uh, you know, made it their business to come up to me, which I loved. And uh, I had a really great time. Uh, you know, I was working on a bunch of new material. Place was packed almost all the shows, and uh, I really had a great time with Joe Bartnick, also uh, Chris Tinkle, uh, another San Francisco-based comic. He, him and uh, Bartnick started together out in San Francisco. He came out and he opened the show. He was hilarious, and then Bartnick, and we just had a great time out there. So thank you to everybody that came out to Syracuse to, uh, you know, to the Funny Bone and, uh, you know, saw the shows and stuff. So... Um, now I got to tell you, Syracuse is one of these places where it didn't hit me at first. Now I, uh, I went to school out there. I went to junior college out there in Herkimer for a little while, which is not far. I've been to the Turning Stone Casino before and, uh, I've performed in Syracuse before. Um, I don't think I really realized 
how bad and shitty parts of Syracuse was because when I used to go to Syracuse and perform over at Wise Guys, which is no longer there, um, I stayed at like a really nice hotel and all that stuff. And so I really kind of just went to the show. And then when I got back, I just went to my hotel and that's it. Um, I'm not going to lie, man. Uh, I saw some very nice people. I saw some very classy, smart, you know, intelligent people. But I saw some absolute fucking morons. I mean, some of the lowest white trash fucking garbage that I've ever come across in any city I've been in. And I'm sorry if you're from that area, man. I'm just being... I literally was... I mean, I went on that fucking North Salina Street... I wanted to fucking call home and tell my wife, I, you know, I hope I see her again. Like, it was a shithole. I mean, we drove up the, down the street. They had, like, strip clubs there. I'm not even kidding, man. I'm not even kidding. Like, we were just going up and down the street looking for, like, a 7-Eleven. They had strip clubs that looked like deli front, like delis. Like, I wouldn't fucking, you wouldn't kill yourself in one of these. Like, suicide is too good for one of these shitholes. Um, and I'm not going to lie, some of the elements of people that came out to shows, people like fucking sweatshirts and shit, it's not the highest element, I'm not going to lie, I mean, uh, seriously, like some of these people should have been put in fucking cages, you know, the people over at the, at the turning stone, just fucking lowlifes, oh my god, what the fuck happened to that area in New York, it's such a shithole, you know, um, and then it was weird because it was a mix of like nice, classy, educated people and then just sprinkled in fucking just shit. Um, but yeah, it was just really fucking weird. I mean, the club was great. The people that worked at the club were great. The people at the radio stations when we did morning radio, because, you know, they, they took us at like 6.45 in the morning, took us to a couple of radio stations to plug the shows. They were driving us around, and they did all that stuff. It was great. They um, Everything was great with the club. Everything was great with the staff. Everything was great with everything, the shows. Um, and then, I'm not going to mention the hotel we were staying at, but this shit happens. I'm not even joking. This shit happened where we get in the car and we decided on Saturday to go to the uh, SU game. We're going to go see Syracuse play the Miami Hurricanes college basketball. Why not? It was at 4 o'clock on Saturday, which is perfect for comedians. We could sleep in, do everything that we need to do. And then head out, go to the game for a little bit. The show was at like 7 o'clock, so we had like three hours. So um, I think we left the game with like two minutes left, which which it was still a kind of a close game, so it could have been a uh, great win for Syracuse. They ended up losing anyway. But, I mean, we're in the car, and Joe Bartnick is one of these guys that like big deals to him. Like, like big things that are big deals aren't really a big deal to him, which is fucking hilarious. Like, if, if you, you know, if you were like, oh my God, did you see that guy in the side of the road just got hit in the head with a fucking bat, dude, there was blood everywhere. He'd be like, ah, I mean, a guy probably did something, and then he would just like be like, yeah, hey, let's go to see that movie we were going to go see. Like, that's that's how Joe is. So I'm sitting there, me and Chris are in the car, I'm driving, Joe's in the passenger seat, and just in passing, he literally goes, he goes, oh yeah, dude, you know somebody died or got murdered? Uh, in the room next to me last night on on our floor and we were all staying on the same floor me uh, Chris and Joe were all staying on the same floor at a hotel and when you get out of the elevator Joe made a left and me and Chris made a right and we're but we're not far you know it's it's right there and he just in passing he goes yeah somebody died or got murdered dude isn't that crazy yeah detectives came in they took somebody on a stretcher 
And then he just like went, like just kept talking about some of us. We're like, wait, whoa, whoa, what the what? The fuck did you just say? And he's like, yeah, dude, someone died. I don't know if they got murdered or whatever, but whatever, man. I slept. Nobody woke me up. I, I mean, I just saw, you know, I, 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 and I was like, wait a minute, dude. You mean to tell? I goes like, this happened last night. Like, at first he said it like you didn't know if he said it like, all right, man, somebody, yeah, I heard somebody got killed and murdered on in in this hotel this year or last year or in five years. No, no, no. Somebody got fucked. Somebody got fucked up in the room next to him while we were there. And he didn't care. Like, so I'm, I go, dude, I have to ask questions now. I go, because first of all, man, if there's some fucking, you know, somebody got murdered on our floor. Like, I'm fucking, I'm taking my shit. I'm going to a hotel across the street. I'm going somewhere else. Like, I'm not just going to be like, ah, oh, my door was locked. That person and that person had beef, so they killed him. Like, no, fuck that. I'm not doing that. So he's like, I don't know what happened. You know, this and that could have happened. You know, somebody could have, you know. So as he sounds like, man, I don't know if somebody killed himself. So basically... We get back after the whole day, and I go, listen, guys, I'm finding out what happened at this at the desk, all right? And if they tell me some crazy shit happened, I'm literally, I'm not, like, you guys can stay here. I'm taking my shit, and I'm going somewhere else. Like, I'm, I'm, I need to sleep in peace. I'm away from my kids and wife. I don't got to worry about some fucking killer running around here in Syracuse. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not doing this shit. I don't care. You know what I mean? I, I'm, I'm not doing it. So I walk over, and this was really weird, man. Because apparently there was a million cops and there was detectives and they took somebody on a gurney or out of there and stuff. So there's a guy by himself and I just, you know, we weren't trying to be funny. We weren't joking with the guy. I just walked up to the guy and I go, I heard something happen here. And he kind of just starts getting uncomfortable. And I go, can you tell me what happened? And uh, he just starts like fumbling his words and he's looking up and down and he's sweating. And then he, I literally like 10 Mississippis go by and he goes, well, it's... I really don't know if I could, and I go, dude, is there a killer, like, I go, listen, dude, here's all I need to know, I go, is there somebody, get, did somebody get murdered, and he was just like, look, man, somebody left, their arms were still kind of moving, and that's when I knew, in my mind, I was like, all right, maybe someone tried to kill himself, so I said, dude, listen, you gotta just tell me the truth, I go, is there a killer walking around on the fourth floor, or where, is there is there a killer, do I have to worry about a killer walking around up here, and he just shook his head, and he goes, no, that that's not the case, I could assure you that, or whatever, so then that let me know, that I think something terrible happened where somebody either overdosed or tried to harm himself or killed himself and got taken out and they, you know, got taken to the hospital and then we don't know what happened. But once he was like, no, I was like, look, dude, I literally just looked at him. I was like, you need to tell me because, you know, he was real uncomfortable. I go, dude, is, is somebody, is there like a fucking fourth floor killer running around here? And he was just like, no. And I was like, all right. So then I stayed. But, um, yeah, man, there were some parts like of Syracuse that like, like, I, I don't, ever, like, I'll go back to Syracuse for my fans. I'll go back to, for the people that listen to the Verzi Effect. I'll go back and perform there. But, like, fuck that. Like, I mean, people that lived there that were, like, my fans were coming up to me going, yeah, man, this place is fucked up, right? And I'm just like, yeah, I mean, I love the shows. I love the comedy club and I love the, the, the fans. But, oh, man. You take away that mall they got there, and you, I mean, it's like fucking, I don't even know what to say. So, um, I'm sorry, I don't mean to insult you if you're from that area. I mean, I know that there's nice places, and I know that there's shitholes everywhere, but I just saw some shit this trip that I was like, wow. You know, had I not have friends there, I would literally have stayed in my hotel room literally until showtime and then got back to my hotel room. Uh, just out of fear. <laughs> it's just, you know, 
But the mall, I got to tell you, the mall is cool. It's the same people that did the Palisades Mall. So they got like go-kart racing there. They got a Dave and Buster's there, which we did one night. They got um, just anything. Movie theaters, the IMAX. They got uh, fucking, you know, you name They got the, that climbing shit, all that stuff. And uh, all the stores you could want and all that stuff. And the people there were awesome. It's just away from that was a little fucked up. But I thank everybody for coming out. And, uh, you know, I'll be back there. Just, uh, I mean, hopefully I come back there. I got enough money to get a fucking bodyguard. Uh, <laughs> but we all had a we all had a really good time. And if you came out for the show, if you came out for the all-in tour and stuff, uh, we really do appreciate it um, very much. And uh, thank you. Thank you. Uh, then we come back to this snowstorm, this so-called snowstorm, which we were supposed to get three feet and this and that. And I ended up getting, what, nine inches and then it just stopped. They said it was going to go Monday all the way till like Tuesday at midnight. It was done by Tuesday at 1 o'clock and then got fine. And, you know, my wife went to work today. Everybody was fine today, Wednesday. So um, not that bad at all. Um, you know, I had to go out and I was going to, sho- you know, shovel the walk and the steps in front of my house. We've got this long fucking... That's the cool... Like, the cool thing about living where I live is I have a ton of property... And I have a lot of area to like walk and steps and like it's not real like it's not quick. You don't just walk up like it's like you walk. It's a nice long walk, and that sucks in the snow. And these two uh, girls, two girls, not even little boys. The girls are hustling in my neighborhood. They came up and they were like, "Yeah, we'll do it for ten bucks." And my wife was like, "I can't give you ten bucks. How about 15? And they were psyched. And then my wife just handed them a twenty. And they, uh, <laughs> you know, I guess they were really psyched. I don't know how young. They did a great job, too. They did, like, a great job, these little girls, uh, shoveling. And it's nice because I remember when me and my friends, we'd run around. You know, you make 30 bucks when you're fucking 12. And you, you think, you you know, you start looking into buying a movie theater. You get you get crazy. So, you know, they, they must have been they must have been psyched. Uh, but, no, not that bad, of course. Overrated. And um, overhyped, like everything else is. Everything else is overhyped. That's all they do. You know, um, I'm going to get into my unacceptable, and then I'm going to read all your guys' unacceptables. I saw three movies I want to talk about. Three new releases, okay? Um, Two of them are new releases on DVD and just came on demand. One of them is in theaters. I'm going to talk about those and uh, go into the Super Bowl preview, and we got the whole thing. So, um, yeah, sit back, relax, whatever you're doing. Treadmill work, driving in the car. Um, just enjoy. Enjoy the Verzi Effect 196, okay? This is one to fucking just sit back and enjoy and relax. And you know something? With all the bullshit that's out there right now with the media, I swear to God, dude, that media day NFL is just, you know what, I'll get into that right now. And this is my unacceptable. I was going to do another unacceptable, but here's what I'm doing. In association with All Things Comedy, which the Verzi Effect is now on that network. So the Verzi Effect podcast, go to All Things Comedy, and you could see all of the podcasts that they have on there. Uh, like I said, All Things Comedy is like the NBC of of comedy podcasts. I mean, you name somebody, Ari Shafir, you know, Bill Burr, um, I mean, just Al Madrigal's on it, uh, I mean, it's just a list of Sam Tripley, uh, the, uh, 
Coco Diaz. Uh, who else is on there? Um, I think there's like 70-something podcasts. Jason Lawhead, Puck Off with Joe Bartnick, Insensitivity Training with Court McCown and Joe Bartnick is on there. Um, I think Joe DeRosa's podcast is on there. I just, I mean, it's just everybody's on there and, uh, it's great to be a part of it. What I was going to do is they wanted to take some of my unacceptable rants and put them on YouTube. And I just, uh, I'm going to do, I I have a lot of them to do. So I don't think I'm going to do the ones that I do on the show. I think I'm going to do extra. So there's going to be extra bonus unacceptables that I just do like minute and a half rants on shit and they'll be thrown up on, um, they'll be thrown up on YouTube. So we're working on doing that. Um, also for everybody that asked me at the show, uh, I just talked to, um, the sound engineer, which is hired by me today. He's out in the uh, Bay Area in California. He will be doing my album. The album is coming out within 60 to 90 days. We're talking about artwork and title. It looks like we have all the audio. And if not, we're going to do one more thing at a club to just get some other stuff. But it looks like everything's a go with that. And we're going to release the album and the uh, Verzi Effect Unacceptable t-shirts all at the same time. You guys are going to be able to get all of this shit within the next couple of months. So bear with me. I know it was supposed to be out at the end of last year, but I need to do it right. You know, if it's going to come out, it needs to come out right. Uh, oh, quick, cool announcement too. Um, I recently found out that I'm going to be performing at the South by Southwest Festival in Austin uh, this March 15th through the 17th. And uh, that's just a huge festival for uh, movies, music, uh, comedy, and uh, it's thrilling and an honor to be a part of that, to do stand-up. So, um, yeah, man, I was really excited about that. Found that out uh, two days ago, that it was a definite go. So, um, there you go. Now, my unacceptable for this podcast, episode 196, is... That the, the level of questions that happen on media day for the NFL, I, I'm sitting there and I'm watching it and I want to hear guys talk about how they don't like the other team. I want to hear guys talk about how they think one team cheats. I want to hear guys talk about how, you know, defensive schemes could be broken down or what the offense is going to do and Tom Brady trying to get his fourth ring with his sixth appearance and, you know, will Russell be the first and the youngest to two rings and all this stuff and the coaches and all I want to hear all this shit about football. Okay, and these fucking stupid people are asking, "What's your favorite? What's your favorite uh, movie? What did you see that they talked about you in that book? What'd you think about that? Hey, Gronk, why do you like dancing so much? What's it's like? Shut the fuck up! Is that what it's come to? Is that how bored? Is that how boring the week of the the, the Super Bowl is? They don't have a bunch of games to talk about, so media day is a bunch of this stupid cookie cutter bullshit. What what kind of movies? You like? What are you gonna do? Did you like to sleep in? What's your favorite? snack it's like who gives a shit seriously I don't give a fuck what what Rob Gronkowski's favorite snack is I don't give a shit what what, what Bill Belichick's favorite stuffed animal is I don't care that they have like little kids trying to ask questions it's fucking stupid man it's football cut the shit I don't give a fuck all right Marshawn Lynch shouldn't even be out there I don't even know why he's out there it's stupid. Oh, I'm just here, so I don't... He should get fined anyway, because he's not, he's not making himself available. He's making himself a robot saying the same shit. And I don't... It's not even that I dislike that guy, but they're... Fuck... It's just so stupid, man. It's a spectacle. It's a stupid spectacle that has nothing to do with football. It's unacceptable. 
Hey, yeah, I was just wondering, like, um, what if you lose, are you still going to go to an after party and dance? It's like, what the, what does that matter? What does it matter? I, I swear, I would love a guy to just be like, that's a really fucking stupid question, man. I'm making myself available to you guys, but you know what? I'm leaving in five minutes because my obligation is five minutes. Unless you guys start asking smart questions, I'm leaving. I would just start trashing people, man, the way Bill Parcells used to. It's like, what does that have to do with anything? It's ridiculous. Gives a fuck. What's your favorite snack? Or, or, you know, what did you think about, um, you think you're a good dancer? What do you think? Do you think the guy on the other team could dance? Is he? It's like, shut the fuck up. Seriously, dude. Listen, you're a grown man. You have you probably have children. You're a grown man with a media pass. You're asking me this stupid shit to to get to get a kick out of it. Fucking asshole. Ask me something serious. Ask me about the damn game. Ask me about fucking puppies and all kinds. They ask an answer about pup. What do you think? Who do you think's gonna win? They actually asked Rob Gronkowski. Who do you think's gonna win the puppy bowl? And he's like, I don't even know about that. He's like, Yeah, they put puppies. And then there's the thing. Where he's like, Well, everybody loves puppies. Who doesn't love puppies? It's like, Do you really want to? Do I want to hear the starting tight end of the Super Bowl team that's trying to knock off the champs talk about fucking puppies? He should have said, Dude, I'd love to take a fucking puppy and shove it down your throat so you can never ask another stupid question again, cocksucker. It's so stupid, man. It is. It's just the dumbest shit in the world. It's like I go to ESPN and I want to watch shit about the Super Bowl. This is Super Bowl week. This is media day. Talk about it. I don't care a fuck about puppies, stuffed animals, what your snack is, if you like to dance, what the other guy likes to do. What do you think of this fashion? How does this guy dress? I don't give a fuck about that. All right? Let them do that shit on some celebrity show or, or some stupid shit like that. Let these assholes go on dancing with the stars when the show's over. Then ask them about their fucking fashion and their dancing. I don't want to hear it the week of the Super Bowl. It's fucking unacceptable. It's unacceptable. Marshawn Lynch should have just sat there and instead of doing what he did and just said like, Hey... I'm only here so I won't be fined. He should have just asked, answered the questions in a funny, sarcastic way. Like, wow, that was a really stupid question. And I can't believe like I'm out here answering questions and you're not going to ask me something smart or funny about the game or, or real about the game. Instead, you want me to be you say something stupid. Like, that was really fucking ridiculous. You fucking nerd with a pen in your ear. Don't ask me another question again. Next. Yeah, I don't care about dancing. Next. Yeah, you're a fucking nerd. I, I swear to God, like, it, it it was just, it's just the most infuriating thing. And as much as ESPN is great, it's a monopoly. There's nobody else that does what ESPN does, but shame on ESPN. ESPN breaks the same shit down, the same stories down. They're talking about Tom Brady being sick and having a cold. It's, you know what I mean? The guy was just in a snowstorm fucking 24 hours and he flew into nice weather. Let him take some fucking, you know, whatever, Dayquil, he's going to be fine. I'm not going to make a big fucking deal about it. That's what they do. It's just so stupid. The questions are stupid. The stupid, like, you know, it's just Skip Bayless is just stupid. The whole thing is just stupid. Nothing is real. The only thing that I found interesting was Ray Lewis and Ryan Clark when they were talking about like what they think like you know with the running game that if the Patriots run the ball with LeGarrette Blunt that's the only way that they're going to be able to open up the passing for Gronkowski and they were talking football and it was making sense not this stupid puppy dancing bullshit that's my unacceptable it's fucking ridiculous it's insulting is what it is I swear to God, I'm tweeting ESPN. It's insulting the amount of stupid questions and bullshit you guys do. Shame on you. Fucking ridiculous. 
It's it's overhyped, and they just they need stuff to fill in. You know, they did they actually need it, and I get this part. You know, but like they they had to. You know, now you're gonna find out that you know, uh, you know, Sherman is really a uh, you know he's a nice soft guy. He just speaks what's on his mind and this and that. And then they'll talk up to, to friends of his at school, and he was really smart and nice, and he just likes to express himself and be honest and this and that. And then you're gonna see how with Marshawn Lynch, he's not really you know that that shy when he's around children. He opens. That's a bunch of fucking horse shit. Give me a break, dude. Give the asshole a football and see if he can run it down their fucking throat. Stop wasting my goddamn time. That's what it is. It's just a waste of, you know, like, I, do that shit in the Olympics. I get it. You know what I mean? I get it. Some kid had to fucking ice skate on, like, a puddle because he didn't have money. I get that shit. I, I understand that. You know? His parents just throwing soup at him, not letting him in the house until he skated 19 hours a day. I get, I'll, I'll watch that. I'll go with those stories about, you know... Slatanas Navakovic, Nick. I'll I'll do it with that guy. Okay, but I don't need to do it with these guys that I just watched for 16 weeks. I don't give a fuck about that. Yeah, they rode a bike when they were kids and, you know, their uncle was drinking. I don't give a fuck. All right, ask them real questions. I don't care about puppies. Unacceptable. All right, let's get into your guys' unacceptables. Oof. All right. I'm feeling good now. But am I right? Am I right? Or am I right? Of course I'm right. Uh, all right, this one is from, and I'm going to read them all. And again, guys, I want to thank everybody. As a matter of fact, a lot of people tweeted, all the people that tweeted, they were at the show. I'm going to shout them out here. This is from, uh, Jason Travis at real underscore travesty 14. He said, Paul Verzi, I found a cage for the animals. And he sent me a picture of the cage. Thanks. James Walsh at J underscore Walsh, Walsh 413 just sent me a picture of a pickup truck that is spray-painted camouflage, and it just says hashtag unacceptable. Yeah, that's not even like a real paint job. That's just like a guy who just got like green, beige, and black and just went, like probably just went off drunk. This would be good. I'll bring it to Syracuse and fucking pay for All right, here we go. Um, This is from... Uh, this was from JP at uh, J Pon Twitter, P O N Twitter. And it says, Damn, Jay Moore is going to be at Turning Stone tonight. I'm going to have to miss it seeing Paul Verzi at Syracuse Funny Bone tonight. JP means a lot to me, man. I hope you enjoyed the show. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Um, really appreciate it. That's awesome. Uh,. Okay. Oh, yeah, and JP, you also said that you were going to invite me to smoke a couple of sticks, but it's illegal there. That's another thing about Syracuse. Fucking everything's illegal. I would have easily... JP, I told you guys this at the show, and I appreciate you guys coming, man. I really do. I would have... I would have went with these guys, smoked a couple of sticks, had a couple of scotches, and sat there until fucking four in the morning just fucking shooting the shit. That's all I wanted to do, and you couldn't even fucking do that there. It was like, you know... I don't know. Why don't you clean up the meth problem and let people smoke cigars out there? How about that? But thank you, uh, JP. Okay, this is from Rob Fish at Fish R Price. Unacceptable. If you don't spend the 15 bucks and grab some tickets to see Paul Verzi and Joe Bartnick tonight at the uh, Funny Bone. Thank you. I appreciate it, Rob. Hope you enjoyed it. Um, 
I'm just shouting you guys out if you were there, dude. Uh, Dan Phillips, excited to see, uh, at Dan3481, excited to see Paul Verzi, Joe Bartnick tonight on the Bill Burr All-In Comedy Tour at Syracuse Funny Bone. Thank you. Uh, uh, <laughs> all right, this is from Logan Allen, and he says at uh, two, his his uh, Twitter feed is at two first names LA. Paul Verzi, I'd like to propose a new hashtag to a company, hashtag unacceptable for all TVE faithfuls after hearing TVE 195 submissions, hashtag put him in a cage. <laughs> that's a good one. Thanks. That, yeah, that's a yeah. After I said put him in a cage, people were like, dude, you gotta fucking, you gotta say put him in a cage. So maybe I'll do the unacceptable, the TVE, I'll do the TVE unacceptable t-shirt and then I'll do the TVE put him in a cage. Um, okay. Let's see here. Um, okay. Um, this is from, oh, this here's another person. Thank you so much, Dan Phillips at Dan3481. Just got done watching Paul Verzi. I really appreciate it, dude. Uh, you were asking about the t-shirts and the CD. It's all coming in the next Hopefully 60 to 90 days. So thank you, buddy. Uh, appreciate it, Dan. Um, I'm fucking calling all you guys out because you came out, man. Thank you so much, dude. I don't give a fuck. I'm sorry, people, if you're in another city and this is boring you. But when you come out to see me, man, I'll shout you out. I got to do that. These guys, it was cold out. It was fucking freezing in Syracuse. And these people could have easily stayed home. And uh, that's it. Mike... Chizawu- oh, okay, Sizawuski, uh, Sizawuski, Sizawuski, there it is, Mike Sizawuski, at Mike underscore, I mean, at, at underscore Mike Sizzle, awesome show tonight, buddy, you killed, I appreciate it, thank you, um, all right, here we go, this is from Eric Watkins at Ewat twenty. Maria Sharapova's grunting while I'm attempting to do anything that requires the smallest amount of concentration. Hashtag unacceptable. <laughs> uh yeah, I know, dude. I was watching for like two seconds today. I was watching, who was it, or was it yesterday? It was like Andy Murray. And the guy he was hitting it to sounded like he was having a stroke every time. He was like, ugh, ugh. <laughs> Rob Fish, Fisher Price. Rob, I appreciate you, man. I see the picture. Thank you. Uh, shows was lights out. Plus, I got a chat, chat with, oh, man, I really appreciate it, dude. Uh, thanks so much, Rob. And uh, anytime, man. Anytime uh, I'm out there, come out, dude. I'll throw you some tickets, too. Appreciate it. Um, all right, here we go. This is from Matthew Warner, Paul Verzi, and Joe Barton. It killed it at the Syracuse Funny Bone tonight. Thank you, buddy. Um, just watch these animals kill it, JP. Again, thank you. Awesome timing, Paul Joe Bartnick. That's Brad Monroe at Brad Monroe twenty seven. All you guys came out, man. Um, all right, here we go. Let's let's get into some unacceptables here. Uh, sorry. Oh yeah, I recommended the drop. Rick Baker, you said you were watching it. At Rick Baker, you said you were watching. It. Hope you liked it. Oh, here it is. Here it is. Uh, 
Jim McMenamin, the nemesis last name, at Jim underscore McMenamin. Coach K has a thousand wins and his wife is wearing a leather poncho. Hashtag unacceptable. <laughs> I like that. I like that a lot. Uh, thanks, for, thanks for the submission, Jim. Um, okay, this is from Alex Waite at uh, Wait One Minute. Uh, W-A-I-T-E, one minute, and uh, W-O-M on the three words are all capitalized. And he says, when I deliver $150 worth of pizza and get stiffed, unacceptable, go fuck yourself. Yeah, man, when I was a kid, when I was a kid in high school, I delivered pizzas and like, yeah, you got to get more than that. That's, that's horse shit. Um, really horse shit. Especially on 150, man, in the winter. I mean, I don't know where you're at, but that's, come on. 150's got to warrant a little more. Um, this is from Kristen um, Sarkazian at K-A-S-A-R-K-I-S-S-I-A-N. Had an awesome time at the show last night. You guys are awesome. Thank you so much, uh, Kristen. Okay, this is from Jordan Wells at jwell 17 um, he says, NFL selling photos of Lynch's obscene gesture that that they find him 20K for. Unacceptable hypocrite. Yeah, it's bullshit. It is. It is. It's absolutely unacceptable. Um, this is from uh, Daryl Harris at D. Harris Photo G. And he says, walking in the office with large Coke and Oreos every morning, 800 calories and no nutrients, you animal. Hashtag unacceptable. Um, this is from Ryan Carroll at R-Y-C-A-R-R-O-11. People with their Christmas lights still up. It's almost Valentine's Day. Hashtag unacceptable. Hashtag lazy ass. Hashtag animals. <laughs> Still light him, huh? All right. Uh, this is from... <laughs> what? This is from Andrew Shit at the Andrew Shit. Okay. Dude plugged in and ran a hairdryer on his long, wet hair in the bathroom of my college's computer lab. Hashtag shaggy dog. Hashtag unacceptable. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that is definitely a chick thing to do. For sure. Uh, oh, Phil Oakley. Shout out to Phil Oakley for letting me know about the Staircase's new chapters. This is at uh, Phil Oakley 9, and, and he let me know this. I didn't know, but I got riveted, obviously, as I talked to you guys about the documentary, uh, The Staircase, which Joe Zimmerman referred to me. It's eight chapters, like fucking 50 minutes each, and then he, something crazy happened with his trial, and... Uh, so Phil said, uh, any staircase follow-up? I found chapters 9 and 10 on YouTube. I think that's it, though. That is it, because I searched more. But there's another two hours, guys. So if you watched up to the chapters 8, there's another two hours. And uh, that was awesome. And now I think they're still going. So check that out. Uh, but thank you for that, too. Uh, um, this is from Corey at Corey Swags. Paul, when did the Deep South tour tickets go on sale can't wait for april uh cory you know what i don't know 
exactly when, but all those dates. And just so everybody else knows, because a lot of people listening to the show were asking me when we're going to be here, when we're going to be in, in Alabama or Louisiana and, you know, Georgia. All of those dates are going to be up on the website this week. So you'll be able to at least know when the day is. And then I'll announce, or I'm sure Bill will announce, Lawhead, or, you know, us three, one of us, or, you know, the, 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 the venue will announce when the tickets will go on sale. But uh, it's going to be crazy, man. So I hope to see everybody there. Uh, we're all looking forward to it. Uh, Kevin Bush at DE Goalie. Paul Verzi, thanks for reading my unacceptable about sick coworker on 95. I think her cold is 90% gone. I didn't catch it. I win. Well, I'm glad. Uh, this is from Frank Izzo at F. Uh, oh, at, at Fizzo, F I Z Z O 72. At Paul Verzi, this is where that guy. That stood in your son's way at the grocery store would have gone if you snapped. And he sent me a picture and it says Animal ER in a parking lot. That is awesome, Frank. Thank you so much, dude. That is fucking awesome. And you're right. You know what's funny is I didn't realize how much I was upset about that because people were coming up to me even in um, even in uh, Syracuse. And they were like... They were like, wow, dude, you were really pissed off at that guy, huh? And I was like, yeah, I really was. Like that guy in my son's way, like it really bothered me. I'm thinking about it now. This is from Nick Francisco. Oh, he was at the show. Francisco, that's fun to say. At nfrancisco03. And he said, at Paul Verzi, farting during the middle of a comedy show in a shopping mall comedy club hashtag Syracuse hashtag unacceptable all right so this is what happened I didn't even talk about this on the show yet and uh so this is what happened I guess Francis uh, I guess Nick was at the show so I'm on stage and I don't know what night it is (laughs) I can't remember what night it was but it was I want to say um I don't know if it was early show Saturday or late show Friday. I don't know what it was, but anyway, so I'm on stage and I'm, I'm about, I'm doing a story and I'm doing this bit on positive people, how I'm positive, but I'm not that positive. I don't take it to an exaggerated place. And right as I'm doing the setup, right before I get to like an important part of the bit and it's dead silent, I'm dead serious. There's 350 people in this place. 350 people. And I'm going into this story and everybody's listening, you know, so it's like I had everybody's attention. There was no talking. There was just me going into this joke. And when it's like the most silent part of the story, you you literally just heard like, and I and the whole fucking room heard it. And I just literally stopped and I was like, dude, are you fucking serious? Did somebody just, and the place erupted and like everyone was pointing fingers at who did it. And they were, I was like, was that a fart? And some people were like, yes. Some people were like, no. And we had fun with it, but I've never, in all the years I've been doing comedy, never seen anything like it. Um, yeah, it was fucking, and one show people were like making noises, like, like when they would laugh, I swear to God, dude, it was like, they were like animals. One guy was like, oh, it was like a fucking, it was like a farm show. It, I didn't even know what to say. It was crazy. Um, all right. This is from Evan Okers at Evan, at Evan Okers, O-C-K-E-R-S. Couples with shared Facebook accounts. Hashtag unacceptable. 
<laughs> yeah, I would never do that, dude. That's like, it's almost like an event. That's weird. Uh, Kevin Bush at DE Goalie again. Uh, weather stations predicting major snowstorms and nothing happens. I'd get fired if I was that bad at my job. Hashtag, you're absolutely right. And they just say stuff. So my wife was telling me, oh, you know, my Uncle John's a meteorologist, right? And I go, yeah. And he goes, well, he doesn't know, but they're saying that this model looks really bad coming in. And I'm like, they always say that because it just shows white. It's not, you know, it's not anything, you know, it's, it's, it's never going to not be. When they say like, oh, snow for a day, it's always going to be like, well, this one could be the one. You should have saw the supermarket again. There's people online like they were fucking handing out $100 bills. All right, here we go. Um, <laughs> this is from Ian Ramos, and it's KCCO at, it's at, at Ian underscore R1878. A dude walking around a grocery store with fingers full of Cheeto dust under his fingernails. Fucking disgusting. Where were you? In Syracuse this weekend? Animals. Put him in a cage. All right. Um, let's see. <laughs> so I can, dude. Like, if I eat something in a supermarket, like, it would be like a Twizzler. Something where, like, the texture is not going to get me dirty. You know, like, you're not going to start eating buffalo wings online at a supermarket. Have some, have some fucking tact. Um, oh, Pete Porotesano. Uh, Porotesano. Portisano, I guess, at P-P-O-R-O-T-E-S-A-N-O. Says, Paul Verzi, this is what I meant by children on leashes. Um, yeah, he's he's basically showed a kid with like a backpack leash on. Just walking, that's what he was talking about. Um, okay, let's see. Let's see. Oh, some people were going into... Okay, so this one is from Max Power at Survived by Rats. He's a, he's a regular he's a regular submitter. And he sent this, and it's a pickup truck with, like, stickers on it. And, like, and it says the truth. And it's like a Dodge. That's hilarious. <laughs> um, all right, this is Phil Oakley again. Uh, Phil Oakley says... It's at Phil Oakley 9. TV shows that are about... Best the best Super Bowl commercials. You're watching commercials and then you break to commercials. Unacceptable. Yeah, they call they're pulling out all the stops before Super Bowl Sunday. They're filling time. That's what they're doing, man. They're just filling fucking time. All right. Let's see. We got a lot this week, guys. Well, now we're almost done. We're almost done with the thing, and then I got like three of the other ones. So, so bear with me here. I got to get everybody in. You guys are are the shit, and you guys are. Oh man, thanks. More more reviews on iTunes. Check it out. The the show is moving up. Okay, this is from uh, Logan Allen at Two First Names LA again. Non-functional drinking fountains. Fix the issue or remove that shit. Tired of looking like an idiot, <laughs> turning a knob. Unacceptable. That's a great one. That would annoy the shit out of me too, especially after like the fourth time when you're thirsty. You're dying of thirst. <laughs> it's like fucking. Why is it here? Yeah, you know some drunk dude just fucking snapped one time. All right, Dustin Bell at Mindtaker underscore. <laughs> this is hilarious. 
Dude, the look on your face on the Twitter picture and then reading this is so funny. He says, getting an itchy asshole in a crowded public space. Hashtag unacceptable. Hashtag. Um, I don't know if that's like hashtag for swamp ass. S-W-A-S-S. Uh, yeah, dude. I mean, if you're getting an itchy asshole in a public place, man, I just <laughs> I guess, he, I guess you didn't get a good wipe or whatever, dude. But uh, yeah, I mean. I don't even know what to say on that one. <laughs> I guess it's unacceptable. Um, all right. Let's see here. Yeah, people are talking about the Marshawn Lynch. All right. So that's it for Twitter. Let's go to Facebook here. Get these out. And um, all right, so here we go. This one is, oh, here we go. The, you know what's fucking crazy about these? It's like they're right here, and then there's like a way where they go away, and it, it drives me, like, I don't know how to get them back. So, hold on here. All right, let's see here. No, this was not a... Oh, some people were having... Let me know if you guys have problems getting to the podcast or something. I mean, I, I've only heard it from a couple of people. But I, let me know what what the deal is, like if there's any kind of... Because some people said they were having trouble getting to the, the podcast uh, after it went to All Things Comedy. I don't know why that would be, but if anybody else has problems, let me know. But like try everything first, because like I, I don't know shit. You know, like once if I hear enough complaints, then I'll go to somebody to fix it. But I only hear from like one or two people. And then, but like, like I'm a fucking comedian. Like you guys listen to me talk all the time. Do I sound like somebody that has the tech? Not, I don't have the technical thing done. You know what I mean? That's what I have. Like, that's what I have people for. Like, you know, you have to. All right. This is from Christopher um, Bishop. And this is possible unacceptable. So here we go. I listen to TVE and Bill Burr's podcast while I walk on the Stairmaster at the gym. There are times when I laugh a bit from what you two say, and I could tell it makes people around me feel uncomfortable. On top of that, the awkwardness of the situation then makes the whole experience even more funny, and I'll end up laughing really hard. Upsetting to the person next to me, possibly. Um, Yeah, dude. I mean, listen. Listen, laughing out loud and be Like, I wouldn't say it's unacceptable. I think it's fucking hilarious, because that happened to me today. That actually happened to me today, and I'll share this with you. And I'm, I'm I'm being dead serious about this. I literally was picking up Chinese food for my family today, okay. And I'm I'm I'm, you know, I'm waiting. They told me 15 minutes, and I'm waiting. And I started thinking about a couple of bits that my friends do that I think are really funny, and I just kind of start smiling and I kind of start laughing and like I had no f- headphones on, I had no phone. And you just see people kind of looking at me and they're like, what the, like, they're like, what the fuck is wrong with this guy? You know? And, you know, I'm, I'm literally, I'm just sitting there and then I started to think about this and I'm doing a bit on this so nobody could steal this shit because I'm saying it right now on the date, January 28th, I'm doing a bit about this monkey that does karate, right? And... Dude, I swear to God, I was crying of laughter by myself to the point where if you saw me, you would have thought I was a fucking lunatic. 
I'm sitting there and there's this thing online. You guys have to look at it. I'm going to write a bit about it. I've been writing a bit about it. And this guy who's a black belt has a fucking chimp that does karate. And the chimp is like a black belt. I swear to God. And like, I don't mean like the chimp just like kind of gets in the stance. I mean, this fucking chimp was jumping like two feet in the air and doing roundhouse kicks and nailing a target that like his master had in its hands. And he wasn't just like a chimp running around in a diaper. This thing was in a fucking full-fledged like Daniel LaRusso fucking. And I'm crying. I'm crying. This thing was so accurate and so fucking scary. It, it had a black belt on. It would like, it knew then like the master came around behind him to like attack him. And he like jumped on his hands and then kicked him back in the chest. I was fuck. I got, I'm crying. It was, it's so f- hilarious. And, uh, so I don't know if it's unacceptable. It may be to other, it's not like you're doing anything that's like, that's unacceptable. It's just more of like, um, kind of probably weird to people, but I, I think it's hilarious. I absolutely think it's hilarious. So, I mean, but do yourself a favor and watch that karate fucking chimp. Because if you're not his, I mean, when I tell you the master's like, come on, come on, roundhouse, roundhouse. And this thing jumps up and does a precise, like, like you talk about American sniper with a shot. Like that's what this thing was with its, with its fucking karate. And I'm just thinking to myself, if you showed up to a friend's house and they're like, oh yeah, that's my chimp. And the fucking thing was in a full fledged black belt outfit. You'd be like, dude, I don't give a fuck how many pit bulls you have. Get that thing fuck away from me. All right. Uh, this is from... All right. This is from Jesse um, Jong Bloyd. Uh, Jong Bloyd. Fuck, dude. Yeah. Uh, Jong Bloyd. Jong Bloyd. All right. That's what I'm going with. Jesse Jong Bloyd. Unacceptable. Xmas gift to my girl was tickets. Was tickets to a guy she wanted to see at the Detroit Opera House, Neil deGrasse Tyson. We go tonight and it's packed house. It's a sci- it's a science talk and a guy behind me laughs at every little quick like he is at a goddamn stand-up show. Not only is he the loudest person in the packed opera house, he is answering every rhetorical question and finishing the presenter sentences like it's um like it's a one-on-one in a coffee shop and there aren't 1500 other people in the fucking room learn to be an adult in public you rude animal your laugh sounds like a dog getting kicked 100 percent unacceptable you're absolutely right you're absolutely right and that guy wants to be part of the show that's the equivalent to somebody who like yells out to comedians in a show and they think it's about them unacceptable uh, thank you for the submission. This is from Joe Myers. Um, the nerd in this small local store talking on his Bluetooth headset. This guy kept saying, Oh, thanks for the birthday wishes. I'm having a fantastic day. Hi, ha. You're a loud, <laughs> inconsiderate nuisance. And I'd like to shove that Bluetooth down your throat. Hashtag animal. Hashtag get in a cage. Hashtag unacceptable. Nice. Nice, I like it, I like it. Uh, Okay, this is from Daniel Evans. Unacceptable, bought a Thai chicken sandwich today. And on the label, and label on the back says, made locally today. 
I work in London, which last time I checked was not in Thailand. There is a Thai embassy, but they told me they hadn't made it and denied all knowledge. Hashtag false advertisement. It's like the time I got a Brazilian wax, and it turned out the guy who did it was uh, uh, Uruguayan. Uruguay, from Uruguay. Uh, Uruguayan. Hashtag unacceptable. Thai ch- hashtag Thai chicken sandwich. Uh, yeah, I love these. That's great, man. Thank you all. All three of those were awesome. I appreciate it, guys. Let me just make sure I'm not missing anybody here. And, guys, seriously, if I ever miss one of your unacceptables, definitely just say, hey, Verzi, man, I know you, you know, you, you want to, like, you, like, you didn't, do, I didn't do it on purpose. You know what I mean? I'm not trying to fucking, there's no reason to, uh, there's no reason for me to, to not read it unless, again, unless it's something ridiculous. So uh, I think that might be it. I don't see any more. Just going to double check. Nope, that's it for the Unacceptables this week. Hope you guys enjoyed that. Don't worry, got a lot more show here. A lot more show. So um, let's go move on to, uh, we're going to move on to movies, and then we're going to do the Super Bowl. So there's a lot more show. Um, let me say this, though. Okay, let me say that um, I don't want to be disrespectful. Hold on, I'm just making sure that I got this shit right. I got this, got that, that's, yes, okay, good. We're done. All right, here we go, everybody. Unacceptables are done. Time to go into movies. I saw, I saw three movies. And the first movie I want to talk about is a movie that I've been waiting to see and is American Sniper. Now, I don't want to be disrespectful to anybody in the military. I know it was an American hoorah movie, which I love. I'm a patriotic dude. I love my country. I love America. I think it's the shit. I love movies where our military fucks other countries up. I do. I do. I just, it's just, you know. Um, But I got to tell you, this movie fell short for me in so many different ways. Uh, I was completely disappointed. I think it was completely overhyped. And uh, I'll give you the reasons why. A, I was told by everybody, everybody, my friends, everybody, oh man, you're going to go in and you're going to walk out of the movie, it's going to be dead silent like a funeral mass, fucking epic, dude, it's unbelievable, I was even on stage and I said, man, I'm going to see uh, American Sniper and the place started clapping and I was like, what the fuck is going to happen, what's going to happen, how great is this movie going to be, and um, you know, I'm watching the movie and granted, it was insanely late when I saw the movie. Okay, I saw the movie, uh, I saw the movie very late, very late, all right, and I'm waiting, and there's some cool parts, and I'm watching it, and you know, you could fast forward this, because I'm going to talk about the movie, so if you didn't see it, and you don't want to hear this, just fast forward like four or five minutes, and I'll be done talking about it, because I have two other movies that I'm going to talk about, but I understand that what the guy did as a sniper was awesome. I understand that his accuracy was crazy. I understand how many kills he had. I understand that he's the most decorated sniper in uh, U.S. history. I get all that, and that's fucking awesome. And the amount of lives he saved where people were running with fucking suicide bombs, that's great. But you can't tell me a movie is epic and have it do things other movies did. This movie had really no action in it. Um, the movie was basically about a guy who did four tours, you know, 
in the Middle East, and every time he went home, he was mentally not there with his wife and kids, and that shit happened in the Hurt Locker. If you saw the Hurt Locker with Jeremy Renner, that's what happened. He was basically a guy who was an explosives guy. So instead of a sniper, he was an explosives guy, and he all he thought about when he was in you know, the end scene, he's in the supermarket, and he doesn't even want to be with his family. He wants to go back, and he wants to go back. And then this guy, um, rest his soul, you know, thanks for the service and all that, Chris Kyle, he's the same thing. He comes back and, you know, it just, it fell short for me. It really did. It was like that there was no, I mean, when the climax of that movie or one of the biggest climax of that movie was him just like shooting a sniper, uh, like the rival sniper that was far away. Like if that was the big fucking thing, it was just like, come on, man. I need more than that. You can't tell me that's a fucking Oscar movie. Let me tell you something right now. Lone Survivor blew that movie out of the fucking water. I was blown away by Lone Survivor. And then people want to talk about Sad. All the guys that died in Lone Survivor. And Peter Berg did that movie. I'm going to tell you something right now. If you sit alone... Or, or you know, and and you watch Lone Survivor with zero interruptions, and you watch everything. That movie was so accurately done. Peter Berg found out. He went to the families. He went to the fucking bar. He went to where these guys, where this shit happened, and he found out what happened. Everything, and it was so accurate and real. Even to the end, it was very little Hollywood bullshit in Lone Survivor. Okay, and when you see at the end the guys that died, you see their real clips of their wedding. Like, after these guys got killed by Al-Qaeda, you see the real clips of them, like, cutting cake with the fucking loves of their lives and all this shit, and it blew me out of the theater, it, uh, all the emotions, and I went into this hoping this was going to be that, and this wasn't that. This was Bradley Cooper with a beard acting like a fucking Texas military guy who was a great sniper, who basically came home, he, him, his wife and him were fucked up because he was mentally not there. And then finally he gets starts to come around a little bit and then they show him leave and then they say that he got killed by somebody. And it's like, I don't, that's not epic to me. That happened in the Hurt Locker. Watch the Hurt Locker. It won an Academy Award and it was the same shit about a soldier that couldn't get rid of. So you can't tell me something is epic and something is fucking ridiculous when it's, when it, when it's basically been done before. I'm sorry. Did it entertain me? Yes. Did some of the snipes, you know, the shooting and all that stuff? Yeah, but very disappointed, and uh, I don't even think lives up to the hype. And I'm going to go as far as to say, you know, Bradley Cooper did a great job acting it, but that doesn't deserve an Oscar. I mean, that does not deserve If he wins an Oscar for that, that's crazy. You know, I heard Michael Keaton and Birdman, also the guy that plays Stephen Hawking, and, you know, there's a bunch of, but, like, I mean, if that guy wins, if Bradley Cooper wins for that guy, that 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 doesn't seem right to me, you know? I mean, listen, I'm not a fucking actor, you know what I mean? I, I fucking, I didn't get the part as a fucking pizza delivery guy, in, you know, in, a, in an FX series. So, I mean, I'm not going to sit here and start critiquing. But from somebody that's watched movies and Academy Award, you know, fucking nominees and, and movies and stuff, it just, I, I just think that that movie fell short. I was like, I'm waiting for something, I'm waiting for something. And it was just him going home, wanting to be back with his guys and then and then finally coming around. I mean that that's what that was. So, you know, again, fucking guy's a hero. I mean, guy's a hero. You know, it's sad that he got killed and all that stuff. He's is amazing what he did. But as far as a movie, you can't tell me it was epic, and you can't tell me it was better than Lone Survivor. Um, that's how I feel about it. So, that's just my thing. I know people are gonna give me shit for it, but I believe me, I had every intention of watching that and then coming on here being like, "That was the shit. That was the best war movie." And you know, it just wasn't for me. 
I saw two other movies that are new releases. Um, Chris Tinkle was telling me to see. There was a movie we saw when we got home from Syracuse. We watched this movie late night when we got back to the house. movie called The Guest. And it's about a guy who shows up to a house and he says that the soldier who who's it was it, it was a friend of his house that that died his you know the guy that the guy that's family was there died he died the guy and he promised his friend he promised that he would go to the house and tell the family that you know I love them and tell them I love them so much and this and that and everything so he goes there and he says listen you know, your son's wish was for me to come here and tell you how much he loved you and all this and that, so I had to honor it. I came right here. I'm like, oh, great, why don't you stay? And then shit goes crazy, shit goes nuts. So that wasn't that bad. Um, it, entertaining, there's a couple of scenes that are crazy. Like, it's just one of those, like, it's brutally violent and there's a lot of crazy scenes, so you could check out the guest if you're bored. Um, and, I mean, it's not a fucking Oscar winner, but it's just, it's entertaining. And then I saw Walk Amongst the Tombstones with... Um, Liam Neeson and I really liked it. I really liked it. I thought it was uh I thought it was good. I was I was I thought it was uh you know I just thought it was like Liam Neeson's a guy like I almost want I would almost call him if my family was in a crisis like even as the actor. I'd be like, "What do you think here?" Like that guy that guy is so fucking I would call Liam Neeson and be like, "Listen, I know you you know, you're just an actor and they're paying you to do stuff, but I mean, you got a lot of experience with these guys. What do you think uh what do you think we should do? What do you think we should do?" I enjoyed it. Uh, so those were the three that I saw, and again, I'm upset that I didn't love American Sniper because I thought I was gonna, and, uh, you know, I definitely wanted to, but, uh, I was very much underwhelmed with it. Somebody wrote, like, am I the only guy that didn't think it was that good, and I, I was, like, I understood it. You know, one of my friends, I'm not gonna mention names, but one of my friends is like, yeah, I can't see a movie where a guy's wife, a guy's talking to his wife during a war. I saw one of the one of the funniest tweets. Some guy goes, basically, Sniper just shows how women call at the worst times. And I thought that that was fucking... Because I have a joke about how my wife will call me on my deathbed. Like, I'll be taking my last breaths. And she'll be like, listen, I know it's hard to breathe, but we need garbage bags. And um, that, that made me really laugh. Uh, so, let's get into some sports here, guys. Let's talk about... I already went off on media day. I don't have to talk about that. Let's talk about the Super Bowl, okay? I am more conflicted about this game than any other Super Bowl or really any other playoff game for that matter because every time I feel like something's going to happen I'm just like nah but this and that like this is a really <clears throat> this is a really tough one because there's there's these x factors in this game so here's what I'm going to say like you got Belichick right you give Belichick 2 weeks on a team that he's already played or that he kind of knows and is familiar with, his chances are like really, really, like if you look at his numbers, he's really good and he finds the weakness and then he just exploits the weakness. And Brady's going to be Brady. Um, you know, so I just, I, I look at it from that standpoint. Then you look at it, Russell Wilson's got this fucking, you know, he's just got this rabbit foot up his ass. I mean, the guy's running around, uh, throwing fucking Hail Marys up for two-point conversions and making them, you know, I mean, 
the Packers did everything but kneel on the ball and they still lost the fucking game. So is it one of these magical runs? Or do you look at it like, well, maybe they backed into the playoffs and that was their really crazy big game and now it's over because the Patriots are going to get get their fourth. Um, I really don't know what to choose or who to pick in this Super Bowl. I really, I've tried. Like, it's one of those things where it's like gun to my head because that's the best way to do it. Like somebody just cocked back a gun and says, gun to your fucking head, you got to pick who's winning this game. I still am like... I always think of Judah Friedlander. We were at the stand and we were talking. I'm like, dude, gun to your head. And he goes, why is there a gun involved? It was just so funny. But I don't know who would I pick for this game. I really, you know, I, Brady, I, I've, I've argued. I've, I've argued with a lot of people. Fucking cat. I swear to God. I mean, I'm almost done this fucking show and the cat's just got to come in with a meow right when I'm doing this thing. Um, so, how dumb in Italian did that sound? The cat's got to come in right when I'm doing this thing over here that I'm trying to do. I'm doing this thing. No, so listen, I, I've, I've argued with friends. I've, I've had, I mean, I've, I've had our arguments with my friends about why I think Brady's the greatest. Brady, I think Brady's the greatest over Joe Montana for many reasons. Uh, one in the modern football era with free agency, you lose guys and he's still fucking, I mean, this guy's throwing a white midgets. This guy's throwing a white midgets for half of his career. Welkers and Edelmans and all these guys. He's throwing a white midgets. You saw the, what he did the year he had Randy Moss and they went on that thing. He had Randy Moss for a couple years. I think if he had a Jerry Rice for six years, a Ronnie Lott for all those years, some of the defenses that he had, I think it's just, I think that Tom Brady is... I think Tom Brady's the best. I really do. I think I think players are faster now. They hit a little harder. I think the game is even faster than it was. I think in the in the eighties and and early nineties because these guys are just just on just crazy. Um, you could argue that though. Whatever. I get it. But I'll say that um, Brady losing the last two factors into my thinking here because I'm like. Now listen, I guess that shouldn't factor in. You're either a better team than the team that's in front of you or you're not. But I look at where the Patriots came from this year and where they came from the past couple years. Their defense is a little better now than it's been in a while. Um, You know, if you stop Marshawn Lynch at the line of scrimmage, you you know, you might be able to... You don't forget the Patriots got that big back and blunt too. I just don't know, man. This is a really tough one. I think Sherman's overrated when he's one on one. Obviously, he's great when he's got some safety help, but I, I think one on one you could go to him because I mean, you know, the the look what the Panthers did. The Panthers went at that kid Benjamin, and Benjamin was 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 eating Sherman up. So I think Gronkowski you know, can have a big game. And I mean, I guess I'd say gun to my head, you know, but New England's getting, I mean, Bra- ah, New England's lost the last two, Um, you know, but wasn't Percy Harvin a big factor in the last Super Bowl? I think, didn't he have a big, didn't he have a big day? If I can remember correctly, I think he had a big day. They don't have an explosive guy like that. So, you know, if the Patriots are going to key in on the, key factors, which is Russell Wilson and uh, Marshawn Lynch. Um, 
I guess just going by coaches and experiences and quarterbacks, I guess I'd give a slight edge. I'd give like a one or two point edge to the Patriots, I guess. Um, I'm as interested and intrigued. I'll say Patriots. I'll say I'm picking the Patriots, but like this is a coin toss to me because I would absolutely not be shocked if either team won this game. I'm sorry I'm not having some like definitive, definite, I'm guaranteeing, you know, sometimes I get a little crazy and I'm like, this is what's going to happen. That's, I really, this game is tough, man. But I like, the, I like the Pats' chances. I do. I do because I think unlike the Broncos and Peyton Manning, I think... Tom Brady and the Patriots are not going to make the same mistakes, and, and I, I don't think the game will get out of hand that way. And I think the closer the game stays later on in the game, I think you give the edge to, to – I mean, but it's tough to say because look what Russell Wilson did. That's what's so hard about this. But I just – you know, Brady – yeah, I'm just going to – I'm going to say Patriots, but, I mean, maybe that's because I hate Seattle because I can't stand Seattle. I can't stand Seattle. I can't stand Pete fucking Carroll's khaki pants. I can't stand his bulky, big, white nurse sneakers that he walks around and his chewing his gum. That extra positive, I don't care. Meanwhile, the guy just jumped ship on. That guy jumped out of fucking USC. I mean, that guy will Henry Hill you any chance he gets. I said it before and I'll say it again. Pete Carroll is a snake in the grass and he will get the fuck out of Dodge if it helps him. I don't trust that guy as far as I could throw him. He may be a great football mind and all that stuff and have his team prepared to play. Great. I don't like that guy. Um, Sherman, for for as good of a, a player as Sherman is, for as educated as Sherman is, that guy's insecurity is he's like a, he's like a Rex Ryan. He just has to talk. He's just an insecure, just flap, like just running his mouth all the time. Whether he's right or wrong, I can't stand that. Marshawn Lynch, I like, but this whole kind of like, I don't know, thing lately where like him not talking is a, it's like it's ridiculous to grow up. Just do your fucking job, man. Answer five, answer ten minute questions with a smile on your face like everybody else, and then go about your business, and nobody will bother you. Instead, you're making a spectacle of yourself by by not doing it. It's stupid. Um, you know Gronkowski, although he seems like he's got a fucking stake for a brain, he is actually funny and entertaining, and I I, I kind of like watching him talk because I just think he's just like a fun loving, like he's just like a big idiot, but he's like a fun big idiot. Um, Brady is Brady, you know, Brady is, is, Brady is that competitive fire guy, which I like, um, yeah, I'm rooting for the Patriots, you know, I really am, I'm rooting for the Patriots, and I hope it's a great game, I hope it's a great game, and I hope the, you know, the Seahawks lose, but, uh, as far as prediction, I'm just gonna say Pats, I'll say Pats by, by like one or two, I'll say Pats by fucking one, you know, 25-24 Patriots. That's what I'll say. Do I believe it in my heart? 100% of my confident? Absolutely not. But that's what I'll say. Um, because the thing is, I don't think that the Seattle Seahawks, the Seattle Seahawks don't have monster wide receivers. They got mouthy ones talking a lot of shit, but I mean, neither do the Patriots, but, you know, Edelman is tough. And 
and uh, the way they use him works. I think this kid, LeGarrette Blunt, everybody's talking about what Lynch is going to do. I think this kid, LeGarrette Blunt, man, that kid, that kid's a monster, you know. So um, I can't believe I'm rooting for the Patriots, but like, like I said, the Patriots are like. The, the Patriots are like the chick the Giants like dated and fucked and just like was like, ah, she, you know, she's in like, you know, we did, you know, like the, like the Patriots are like the team that the Giants fucked, like the hot chick that everybody wanted, but the Giants kind of like didn't. And then she, that made her like the Giants. And then the Giants fucked her and was like, you know what? She's not all that. I don't want to talk to her anymore. And she just like cried and was heartbroken about it. And the Giants were like, oh, well, shit happens. Like, so I'm never, I'm never going to be, it's never going to bother me. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's never going to, like if the Patriots win now, it's fine. Like you just didn't do it against the Giants. I don't care what you do. You did not beat the Giants in a Super Bowl. Eli Manning, you will, you will have nightmares of Eli Manning in the Super Bowl. Nightmares. Because he makes monster plays at the end, and it is a nightmare that's going to play over and over in your head if it's not the Tyree or the the Manningham, you know, <laughs> all that shit. But still, nobody ever talks about this play. But in 2007, when we beat the Patriots in the first one, Super Bowl 42 with the David Tyree catch, nobody talks about the third and 11 we had to get that we threw to Steve Smith and he got out of bounds at the sticks for a first down. That play, that play, watching that game, I remember how that play was such a big play. And not enough people talk about it because it's completely overshadowed by the Tyree. And, I mean, don't get me wrong, the Tyree catch obviously is huge. I mean, but that, don't forget, like, they needed to they needed to go down and that, that, um, that Steve Smith play, third and 11, I believe it was, was, was crazy. Um, but... You know, the Patriots don't have to deal with the Giants now. Brady wants to get one. Russell and these guys kind of backed into the playoffs. Um, I don't think Seattle's nearly as good of a team as they are at home. They're not at home now. They'll have a lot of fans, but they're not at home. Um, They don't have Percy Harvin to make an explosive play on special teams like they did last year. Yeah, Patriots by one. That's what I'm going to say. And um, real quick, before I get out of here, the New York Knicks have won, and I know that the season's over, but they basically stripped down the team, took guys from the D-League. Tonight they played solid team basketball, running around on defense like I've never seen a Knicks team ever, like maniacs, beating the Oklahoma City Thunder. Granted, they didn't have Kevin Durant, but uh, I think Russell Westbrook went for like 40 points or whatever, but the Knicks have won... I think four out of their last five games, and uh, they're showing some promise. They're passing, and they're playing hard. So uh, maybe I'll watch this for a little bit, and then I'll you know watch some college basketball, see if the Knicks could get some good draft picks, and then do it that way. So there you go. Um, all right, everybody, as far as uh, plugs, I am going to – well, I mentioned that the, the website's going to have all the, the, the Deep South April – the entire Deep South. Up. Um, oh, speaking of that, I'm going to do this right now. I got another acceptable from Riley Ramirez, which just came in 13 minutes ago during the show, and it's at RTR51, at Paul Verzi. The fact that the Deep South tour isn't coming to Arkansas, unacceptable. We'd love to have you all down here. Oh, sorry about that, man. Listen, they called me up, and they were like, look, 
they want, you know, you're going to be on the Bill Burr's Deep South Tour. Bill wants you on the tour. Lawhead and you guys are going to get on a tour bus and go to the Deep South. And, you know, I'm not going to walk on and be like, no, fuck this. I'm not going. If we don't go to Arkansas, I'm not doing this shit. Um, but no, man, we'll eventually, hopefully get down there. But all those dates are going to be on by Friday are going to be on my website. So you're going to see all of the dates. Also, all the dates I'm going to be doing, uh, stand up New York, um, New York. Uh, I'm sorry, not New York coming up, but stand up New York, the stand, um, any, any, any city spots that I'm doing from now until whatever, M- March or April will be on the website, uh, paulverzi.com, V-I-R-Z-I. And, um, the, I will be at the uh, South by Southwest. If you're in Austin, you could check that out. That should be a great showcase. Um, there's always great comics on there. I'm very happy and humbled to be on that. And, uh, that's it. So you could check out the show and, uh, more stuff to come. So I hope you guys enjoyed it. I will talk to you guys next week on episode 197. And uh, I will keep you guys updated with, uh, with everything else. All right. Hope, uh, you have a great week and I will talk to you guys in about seven days.